Hey, what? Oh, hey. There we are. Hey, listen, man. Um, Stricky's getting a little uh, elderly. So uh, the travel that uh, was required of us, getting in late, um, having to worry about DP, uh, they, they, they did DP dirty. They, 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 they dirty, <laughs> dirty washed DP with his bag. Everybody came up real with their bag except DP. It was kind of one of them things. So DP's um, about to go over there and lay down the, the smackdown, as we would say, WWE style, um, and uh, make sure they take care. You know, they, they tried to basically do him like give him something that he didn't necessarily already need or we were already taken care of. They were like, oh, we'll just reimburse your back fee. Get out of here. You don't even have a fee, so what are you going to do? We need a ticket at this point. We need some. We need some. We we got leverage on them right now, so we're leveraging it, uh, the business out here. I mean, like great coaches, man, are having some great conversations. Ferrans just got off the mic. Uh, shoot, uh, Harbaugh's got a guap over there of of reporters just sitting around him, and so uh, unfortunately, I had to dip off. I couldn't get uh, any good good Harbaugh footage that I wanted to get. You know, listening to him, but. A lot of the coaches and the, and the players are still uh, hanging around a little bit. They're going to shut down here about 5 o'clock your time, which I think would be about 6 our time. So, yeah, it's starting to kind of come to a close. Yeah, well, it's, it's, been, exciting. Uh, it's been exciting so far. Uh, and uh, what, is, uh, what has been your favorite part? Is it the – you guys all got beef jerky, right? Like a big bag of beef jerky? Yeah. Have you, have you yeah. eaten through that yet? We got a swag bag. I haven't touched that yet. I had some um, – some uh some like uh trail mix nuts that <laughs> yeah. I was kind of munching on a little bit. They fed us pretty good, some chicken, some good burgers and and a little salad, so we got a little a uh, little meat, uh some sustenance, uh unlimited drinks. So yeah, it's been pretty cool, man. Uh this is my first experience. I think um seeing just all the pieces kind of, you know, come together. It's well run. You know, they did a wonderful job. Uh, the commissioner spoke uh, earlier this a uh, little bit earlier this morning and uh, had a lot to share about, um, you know, they talked about NIL. They talked about, um, you know, somebody raised a question talking about uh, the money and the new revenue deals, how much to expect from that. He did a very good job of evading that conversation, not locking himself into a uh, negotiation, <laughs> <laughs> negotiating against himself on the mic here. And so he did a good job with that. But then somebody raised a question asking, um, you know, the, the the commissioner about whether or not they're going to share revenue with the players. I was like, whoa, that that's, you know, you're talking about billions of dollars, and he did a good job of uh, answering, not answering that one too. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, but 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 the theme of it has been about the content uh, that they're wanting to bring and the experience they want to bring to the collegiate fans, the players and the organizations, the universities, and, and, and really just making it a, um, a wonderful experience when it comes to Big Ten sports. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting, too. That's a part of the, the notable uh, thing to come out of what Kevin Warren said, is that USC and UCLA are going to get a, a full share right away coming right into top. the conference. And uh, that, of course, wasn't the case for Nebraska. Um, we talked about it for years. I mean, I, I can't remember if it was you know, five, six years till Nebraska got the full share, maybe even longer. Rutgers and Maryland going through the same thing. Um, but it is, I mean, it is what it is. You understand uh, in today's landscape, you know, when, when you go to the, you know, when USC and UCLA approach, 
approaches you. Uh, and, and really, they bring something quite a bit different uh, than what Nebraska and Maryland and, uh, and Rutgers brought. Though Nebraska at the time was, was a big brand. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, do you feel any sort of way about that? Or is that probably what you, you expected out of UCLA and USC? Well, I mean, you, that, that's probably a give and take of the whole thing, right? Um, and, and here's why I think that's the case. He's understanding that he's able to tap into the New York area market. He's able to tap into the Chicago market. Uh, basically, you know, three of the top five markets in the country right there off top. And then now he's going to have access to the uh, L.A. market. And so in that, you know, there's probably a give and take in that, knowing that you're going to be able to have access to that. Um, you're, you're basically playing – in multiple time zones. I think hearing uh, Nebraska when asked the recruiting question, Scott Frost answered it very well in that uh, being that he's coached against him, you know, he's been out there in Oregon. Uh, we're probably one of the more Western uh, universities when it comes to uh, tapping and touching the Big Ten, um, that it could bode well for Nebraska to be able to, you know, get access back there being that we are one of the closest you know we're, we're two what two and a half three hours at most uh to la to be able to to get back into that that fold and, and hopefully give an advantage uh they talked about nil and 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 how well and the prospects of what that uh, uh looks like for the university of nebraska so there's just it's been a lot of great in-depth conversations and, 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 and uh, uh, talk and discussions that have been going on in all different aspects of uh, the sports realm. And so it's been good, man. It's been a wonderful experience for me. Yeah, and we've we got plenty of, of, of bites to get to that we can kind of play throughout the day. Uh, of course, this is the Ticket Water Cooler. Uh, going to go for an hour, then we got on the block. But it, it's really just in and out of whenever. If you guys can grab anybody, obviously, you grab them. I mean, we've talked to, to many people here. Trev Alberts uh, earlier on today at, at 90, in 93.7, the ticket. Uh, Barry Alvarez sat down. So just some of the, the names that have sat down with us. So, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, pay attention for that. If you're, if you're out there listening, we, we, could, it, we, we might start. Start a conversation and veer off a little bit if, if there is somebody notable that, that walks on by. Uh, I do want to get to uh, as we. Oh, we, yeah. We got know. shamed by Seamus, famous Seamus, though. That was. Oh, yeah. And intriguing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seamus McKnight, he shamed us a little bit. Me and VJ, <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to drag, a, uh, you know, a couple of the, the players over. And um, I talked about it <laughs> with Nick a little bit earlier about how you, you have a. A rudder on a ship, right? Say the the ship is in 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 uh, Hawaii, and is trying to make his way to the West Coast, and the destination is L.A. I said, the way Seamus uh, <laughs> did us was he just took the rudder just a little bit off target, and it ended up in San Francisco as opposed to going to L.A. <laughs> so Seamus did us. Like, literally, they were at the 50s. So where, where we're sitting, um, I'll say we're on the sideline of Lucas Oil Stadium, right at about the 35. We're probably at about the 33-yard line. They're literally at the 50-yard line, left of the left hash, and could have just made a little rudder correction and popped by here for a couple minutes with a couple of the guys, but they went the other way. And, uh. 
Yeah, the distance was then created, so it was a it was a Seamus famous Seamus moment <laughs> that he, he broke the camp away from us. Strick, you mentioned <laughs> that it was you and Vershawn. I have to ask. I know you guys have probably been the most talkative, probably the most uh, extroverted guys there. Who's been more popular, you or Vershawn? Hey, listen, Vershawn, <laughs> Vershawn by far over. Really? Me. All right. Listen, when Vershawn opens his mouth, the whole stadium knows he's here. So <laughs> you know, I, I, I've got a loud voice. Like he, he has a football stadium voice. I maybe have a basketball arena voice. Uh, you know, so it's a little bit smaller venue as far as vocal <laughs> ability. So, yeah, man, it's 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 been cool. Vishan is is phenomenal, man. Um, you know, the interview that DP and, and, and the group, I mean, I actually was sitting here then with, with Alvarez was, was some really good stuff, man. Um, yeah, you know, we got some, some excerpts and some bites. I got, you know, we got some individual stuff. We just, it's, it's, it's been tough to get them uh, by here because sometimes when they're leaving and they're finishing up, they're dipping out. So unless we can grab them and then usually their local markets have them hemmed up in a corner somewhere. Right now, like I say, Harbaugh is, in 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 full swing over there with a guap of people around him right yeah. now. So well, you got to send yeah. Rashawn over there then. If Rashawn's the one that's <laughs> yeah, getting he's people, gotta, <laughs> he's got to send. Yeah, yeah, but um, if you, that, they got a strong line over there, let me just say that yeah. they got they, they got the old redskin hogs over there, like not giving no room, no space to get to that man. Well, Harbaugh's a popular guy <laughs> coming off the Big Ten title, uh, yeah. and I, I saw it today too. I mean, he's 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 laid out four goals. Uh, and, and, and you kind of just think, oh, to be Michigan right now because his, his four goals were beat Michigan or beat Ohio State, beat Michigan State, win the Big Ten title, and win the national title. And, of course, they were pretty close to doing that last year, didn't win the Big Ten title, actually didn't beat Michigan State. If you remember, Kenneth Walker had a monster day that day that kind of he propelled did. him to the front of the Heisman uh, Trophy race, obviously fell off at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, that, 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 that's pretty cool for Nebraska. How do you see it, Strick, out there? It seems like most people, when they're – when they're listening to, to Scott Frost, and again, we'll play plenty of this later. We're going to actually play, uh, replay the Trevor Alberts interview in full about about you know 5:45. So if you're going to stick around a few hours, then. Uh, but how do you how do you feel Scott Frost is coming off uh, at the podium? Is the first one to go? Didn't even have an opening statement. Went right to questions. Uh, how do you think Scott Frost is doing here in a very important uh, Big Ten media day for him? There was probably some. Uh, there were probably some people kind of clowning it, you know what I mean? Um, there weren't really quick takers to ask questions initially. Um, but I, I think Scott just wanted to get right to it. You know, he was he was just – it seems to me that uh, the model that he's taken is, is it's about business. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he's expressing when they, they go out to Ireland. He's talking about this is a business trip. This has nothing to do with – you know, fun and games and play. This is a business trip. And it seems that he came out here with that approach. That's the approach he came out here with. Um, what I would say is, was that something that you'd probably want to do with your boss kind of milling around? Uh, you, you'd probably want to, you know, have something to, something to say, something to state. Uh, but the players, they were, they were very, um, you know, stern in the way that they – addressed themselves and addressed the media and they stuck to their guns and they they talked about the camaraderie they talked about the unity they talked about the leadership and um you kind of heard those things in questions asked that's the type of stuff you probably would have wanted to hear from scott frost out of a 
you know, an opening statement, you probably want to hear him state the same things, the context of what the players are, are sharing as well to show that there's solidarity in the messaging and, and, and that what, what, what he's expressing is also being, you know, received and also regurgitated from the players. And, uh, but, but that's probably where that was missed. But it just seemed like he didn't want to get off into the weeds. He didn't want to dig too deep. He didn't want to leave any fodder out there. He didn't want to talk and express uh, too much about style of what they're going to do. I mean, everybody knows they want to pass the ball and so forth and so on. You know those things. But, yeah, he didn't dig into the weeds too too much. And so, um, yeah, that that's that's kind of where it was left kind of open i talked a little bit earlier about just how it felt like it was a, uh, um you know what, what are them things those those um those games those escape rooms oh yeah oh that's it that's the word i'm looking yeah. for it, it felt like an escape room it's like you get <laughs> you get a little you get a little tidbit you get a little breadcrumb you get a little uh note or a little um um hint and you're trying to figure out what behind the next door (laughs) you know what i'm saying that's what it felt like out here in some instances with with scott and being able to share um about the husker football program strick what would you say is just kind of the tension because i know i i was watching earlier this morning and there was obviously a lot of questions revolved around nebraska going three and nine last season weren't able to close even though they were a good football team obviously scott frost hasn't really had too much success and i remember there was a, a columbus beat reporter i believe it was and He's part of the cream of the crop, right? I mean, Ohio State's been there for however long you even want to describe it as, and he said you were able to compete with Ohio State, Michigan. Would you say that Scott Frost was kind of defensive in that stance, or, or would you say that he handled it pretty well because I, he had to have known that these type of questions were coming? Um, I, I think he you know, confidently kind of stood his stated his case mm-hmm. that they were right there, they were on the verge, and those are the things that they're working to get over and correct. And they're addressing it in certain areas. He really honed it in some of his answers towards the special teams and how the special teams were, especially he, he more alluded to the punt, punt game. Like the punt game's got mm-hmm. to be just on point. Mm-hmm. It's got to be really good. And, and so he stuck more to that, that, that part of it. But um, you also heard it um, in, in an interview I had with um, Quentin, mm-hmm. uh, Quentin Newsom, and that Quentin had expressed that it's, um, it's a free-for-all. You're going to see starters. You're going to see um, players that get a lot of, lot of time on the field, a lot of reps on the field um, that are going to be in those positions. And it's a, it's a focal point. Uh, Coach Bush is serious about making sure they fill those, those that hole up and become better in in making sure that the Huskers um, handle that that aspect of the game so it does not uh, cause them to lose and fall short in areas like they did last year. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they're addressing a lot of the the problems that they kind of had last year, and I've seen you know quotes about the offensive line and the special teams, and and, and certainly you feel like the focus 
is there. Now, they've said that in the, in the past, for what it's worth, too, going into last year. Special teams haven't been good under Scott Frost the, the first three years. It was kind of, okay, let's, let's narrow the focus, get better going into last year. That didn't happen. So um, it's, it's kind of fun to, to run through maybe quotes of media days past because, you know, a lot of it is coach speak. A lot of it is um, understanding of, of what it is, and, and they've got to get it done out there on the field. But uh, what what has been the, the probably the most optimistic thing that you can uh, take away from because uh, from what you've heard so far at media days and now it might not be frost but maybe from the, the players that you were talking to I was I've been quite impressed with Garrett Nelson and uh, and specifically some of his the leadership uh, qualities that he's talking about I mean they're ready they're 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 ready they're ready to play and and they they want to lace them up they're ready to get into camp um, a lot of the conversation shifted back to getting getting ready and prepared for the game. Um, I think one of the things that literally had me on edge, though, um, as I continue in this discussion, is just how present and confident and just the aura of Coach Fitzgerald. Hmm. Like, I, I, I listen – you know, you you wouldn't know that he had the type of team that he had. You know that that's that that was just one of the things I noticed. I mean, I've even seen some of the other coaches here, uh, like Mike Loxley. You know, they you know they kind of teetered around. You know, they try. You know, it was like it was a try to, you know, show you that, you know, talked about Tagovailoa and you know you know it's like this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas you know Fitzgerald, he looked calm, cool, collected. He looked like he he looked like probably Harbaugh, like he won 10, yeah. 11 games. You know that's how I felt when you you heard him, you know, addressing the media and sitting in 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 his group and and on the on the podium and so forth and so on. He looked he looked like he didn't lost some weight and he looked rock deep like he was it's like he was preparing to get back in into that type. He talked about. Um, one of the things that I loved what he said about what he does at Northwestern, and 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 I, um, I think this 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 should be something Nebraska also should hones itself on, is he talked about himself personally being a zero star recruit, and how they work their tails off to get their players ramped up to be have make sure they have chips on their shoulders. And to become um, a four-star by the time they leave, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he—he's all into taking nothing and making it something, and that's a scary thing when you're talking about you know a zero, a zero, a zero game, zero, Week zero, zero day, yeah. zero game um, against a coach like that. That's you don't know what's coming and. You know, I'm sure he's going to have some things that he's not going to expect from a Nebraska team, you know, coming out. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of tape. <laughs> you got a lot of new pieces out there. I mean, you've got new guys. And, you know, so there's been talk about what O'Shawn Math is. Uh, they're looking to – they're excited to see what he's going to be able to bring. Uh, they're, they're happy with Garrett. They're happy with Caleb. Um, what's going to happen where there was a mainstay that they felt was their strongest piece was the D-line coming in and then all of a sudden they found out that that's one of their their weakest points and they had to go out and address it in the transfer portal and they felt that that's what's been best but yeah those are some of the things that i'm seeing some of the coaches you know obviously pj fleck is 
PJ Fleck, you know what I mean, and yeah. how he <laughs> shares. But all of them are looking up. They're all chasing. They're all addressing the need to be able to prepare for the top tiers of the Michigans as, as, as well as the Ohio States and how to beat them. And that's what they're all, you know, looking up to. And and maybe Pat Fitzgerald has uh, that confidence because he's got the job stability. I mean, he... yeah, I mean two two championships in five years. Yeah, he's oh, been yeah. There, what seventeenth seventeenth season? I think as head coach. It's a long Northwestern, time. Something he's, like uh, sixteen or seven. He is he is Northwestern. Yeah. yeah, don't get it twisted. I mean, he's won two two West, you know, division yeah. titles in the last five years. I mean, so you, you yo. Don't, don't get it twisted. Strick, did you happen to see Aaron Rodgers dressed today? Because I was going to ask you if you liked Aaron Rodgers' suit or uh, or Pat Fitzgerald's suits more. I don't know if you saw Aaron Rodgers walking into camp today. I didn't see him. I missed him. Oh. I wish I would have saw him. <laughs> well, but, yeah, yeah you're, you're busy him. out there. It's all over uh, the Internet. He's, he's got a white beater on and long hair and, and some jeans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's always playing some type of character coming into camp, so it's not like that's who he thinks he is. But uh, Pat Fitzgerald, for what it's worth, looks pretty nice in that light light purple suit he's got there. Yeah, man. He looked he look rock diesel. He looked look quite strong. <laughs> I, I'm like, damn! I got some work to do. I got, <laughs> I got some work to do to catch up with that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is funny because Pat Fitzgerald, is, of of almost anybody, I don't know why, but maybe you know, in basketball and in, in, in the fashion world, have kind of collided a little bit for pregame suits and stuff. Shut up, simple. Oh, so you got simple over there. Um, yeah, we, I'm, you know, I'm telling him every time I see him. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to go out and buy the Shut Up Simple shirt just so I can see it Oh, there it you go. <laughs> but football, I, I don't know. When, when you see a football guy, you don't necessarily think of – fashion and I think that I think he is a he's more of anybody anybody you know of a football guy but he's he was able to pull it off so good for Pat mm-hmm. Fitzgerald today yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll keep a connection live out with Strick or whoever is out there uh at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium it is live Big Ten media days here uh this is the ticket water cooler on 93.7 the ticket uh I think that you guys are getting kicked out of there in an hour and a half um, yeah so yeah it looks like they're, they're gonna mosey us on out of here so yeah it looks like I'm gonna miss the block but I'm gonna try to get back to the hotel and pop in on the block and uh you know uh join join the fun <laughs> and, and get back to the hotel and get on my computer and jump on in but yeah it looks like uh, it's gonna it's gonna shut down it, it's really kind of closing down right now like I say Harbaugh's over there still guapped up um few players um from I think I want to say Iowa are still around they're 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 still kind of getting touched on a little bit but yeah it's kind of it's kind of shutting down Big Ten Network is over there doing their thing and mm-hmm. but it's fun yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We will uh, we'll continue the fun. Coming up next year, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Once again, 93.7, the ticket is live out at Lucas Oil Stadium for Big Ten Media Days. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 